And tonight, this morning, excuse me, we have my pastor, Pastor Ruben. Come on, somebody, let's give him a good warm welcome as he comes out this morning. Amen. All right. Thank you, Angie. All right. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. It's so good to be here among the living. I've been around a lot of dead people. <clears throat> nice to be around the living. Especially to see Manuel picking up the offering. I know Manuel since he was a little boy. He finally got saved. <laughs> I really believe that he finally got saved. He's such a, a great guy. Him and, him and his wife, amazing. And also to see Sonia and Lucia and all the family, you know, it's just amazing to see all the growth that's taking place here and all the blessing. This place looks beautiful. You guys have done a good, good job. And when I walked in, I saw Angie's office. I said, man, I feel like I'm walking into a hotel. Hallelujah. <laughs> Looking for a bed. I need a nap. <clears throat> but it's good to be with you. And I, I'll tell you something. I've been on a journey, and I think uh, I finally got my breakthrough. Never said anything to anybody negative or anything. But, uh, you know, you know that my wife passed away about two and a half years. <clears throat> and I was suffering with this thing that she was always appearing to me. It was getting kind of spooky, you know. <clears throat> Where if I would pray, she would be there. It was like, wow, you know, I was getting like kind of frozen. My body was getting frozen, kind of. It's just, I was just, just really weird. Finally called my mom and I told my mom, is this weird or am I going through this, this stuff? He says, no, no, Ruben, no, no, you're not. I told her, remember you told me that she would never leave me? What does that mean? And she said, okay, it's time to tell you. She says, in heaven, things don't work out the way they work here. In heaven, it's a whole different order. It says, Stella's a very beautiful person. She said, and she died ahead of her time. That's what, exactly what she told me. And she says, so Stella is on a mission, a divine mission. <laughs> and the, she says, the way you feel the Holy Spirit is the way you feel her sometimes. I said, yeah, you're right. That's exactly how I've been feeling. And then she said, but she's on a mission. When she's done with the mission, you won't feel her no more. But she's under a divine mission. It says the ministry is too big, and she lived ahead of her time, and she loves the ministry. She loves the ladies. She loves everybody that she, was, she brought up in the Lord. And she's got a bigger ministry now. And this is not just for you. This is for everybody, she said to me. I said, so she, she's doing well, so enjoy her. And you know what? She made me feel better because I was getting all spooked out, man. <laughs> Like, you know, she was walking through walls. And this and <laughs> you know, as humans, we don't understand all that. And when she put that across to me, it made me feel like a million dollars. I could breathe again because it's been two and a half years that I really haven't been myself. I've been playing the part, walking by faith, but, you know, and not saying anything. But inside, it was a big load on me and now I'm free I feel like uh, I mean I just feel good <laughs> so I'm glad here to be with Pastor Angie Angie's amazing and Sonia Angie man I could tell you some stories about Angie but the Lord won't let me 
Open your Bibles to the book of Acts chapter 4, and I want to start reading at verse 31. And we're getting close to the conference, and I believe that we're going to have one of the greatest conferences we've ever had. It's been a long time since the whole family came together, and I think it's going to rock the house. The Holy Ghost is going to drop. Something supernatural is going to happen. It's going to be huge. And the place that we got is an amazing place. It's beautiful. It sits 1,900 people. So we'll be hitting the streets and bringing in the sinner and everything, and I believe God is going to do something bigger than what I can imagine. So are you excited or are you just... Amen. So let me read verse 31 of chapter 4. It says, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. And the multitude of them that believed with one heart, one soul, neither said any of them that ought of anything which he possessed was their own. And with great power, verse 33, gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace was upon them all. Neither was there any among them that lacked, for as many as were uh, possessors of lands and houses and sold them and brought them, brought the pieces of them, uh, prices of things which were sold. So they brought everything to the disciples' feet, and you can read that whole thing there. But I want to minister on a little thing, saying, "This is this is this is thing. It's time to it's it's time to." Um, it's time to power up. It's time to power up because sometimes we get really, really busy that we forget that we live in a higher place. Not a lower place, but a higher place. And I don't know about you, but when I got saved, I got saved. When I was born again, I was born again. I, was, I told Stella, I don't care about you. I care about Jesus now. She looked at me and said, what's wrong with you? I said, well, I got saved. And she, she didn't believe me because I was a crazy guy. And I told her, I, I don't need you no more, but, but I love you. Okay, well, if you love me, then you're going to have to follow what I'm doing now. And then she said, well, I can't, I can't, and I'm religious, and I'm this, and I'm that. I said, okay, well, then I don't want you. You go ahead and do whatever you're going to do. I found something better than you, than anybody else. And, and she just looked at me and said, Wow. What did happen to me? So, you know, I was in the home, so she came to visit me at church. And the director allowed her to sit next to me. And she started talking and saying, look at you, you hypocrite. You're lifting up your hands, and you're praying to God, and you're nothing but a hypocrite. And I said, oh, God, don't let me hit this woman. I've just been born again. So I, I prayed a simple prayer. I said, put a wall between us so that I won't do anything dumb because I'm just new. And I, I, I kid you not, God put a wall there, and all I could hear was squeaky, squeak, squeak, squeaky. I said, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Uh, God is a good God. And then she made the altar call. She made the altar call, and I said, man, she's saved. She's born again. She's different, man. And we went outside, she says, ah, she says, ah, I, 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 I experienced God, but I, I'm leaving, I'm leaving back to where I belong, I'm going back to my church and all that. I said, okay, okay, I thought you were saved. 
I said, so I leave you in God's hands. That's what I told her. And all of a sudden, the next service, she was there. And she finally got saved. And finally got saved. Stella was a very educated woman, you know. She wasn't wild like I was. She was educated. She was a beautiful lady. For her to change was amazing. And then she gave me a hard time about speaking in tongues. And uh, one day she went to a Bible study. And I said, you know, God's going to deal with you. He's going to get you. And she went into the restroom and the curtains started flying through the window. And then she came out crying. She says, I just saw the devil. I want to speak in tongues. <laughs> she lifted up her hands and started speaking in tongues. But she really saw the devil. I've never seen her that frightened in my entire life. So she got powered up. She was never the same after that. So you and I need to power up our lives in the presence of God because God is not cheap. He's an amazing, amazing God. If you're a Christian, let me tell you something. There will be a turnaround in your life. When you, this is not religion. This is a relationship with God. Even though it looks like a church, but the people are the church, of the church building. So we need to get born again. Let me pray. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your power and your glory, the thing that I feel in this place. I thank you for all the multiplication. I thank you for all the people that have gotten saved in this place. Now I thank you for the people that are about to get saved. Those that are here for the very first time, I pray your loving arms, arms will just uh, wrap themselves around them and protect them. And I pray that you will open up our eyes just like you opened up ours, Father. We are humble people and we thank you for your glory and your power. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen and amen. Come on, give them a clap, Bobby. <clears throat> we need power. We need power because in the world, we didn't have the power to stop what we were doing. We just did whatever we wanted to do. But in Christ Jesus, when we find the power called the Holy Spirit, all of a sudden, it will shake your life to the point that you don't want to be who you used to be. You will be a better person, and when they see you, they will say something supernatural has taken place in your life. The other thing that happens to you is that God gives you power over the devil, over the principalities, the things that are chasing you down. Because a lot of times, as I was a young man, Man, the enemy used to chase me down, but I didn't know how to take care of business against the devil. He would put fear. He would put lies in me. He would put condemnation in me. I didn't know how to deal with those things. But when Jesus came into my life, all of a sudden, I had the power to say to the devil, get behind me, devil, or just get out of the way. I'm going to have victory in my life. And when you start speaking like that, means that God came into your life and changed your life totally. So you have to look at yourself as an individual that is in need of God. And let me tell you something. The reason why God opens up your eyes is because you have already been chosen before the foundations of the earth. You, you can sit here and watch me and all that, but you've been chosen already. You've been marked already. You've been loved already. You've been cared already. And no matter how, what it takes, God's going to do what he's going to do because he loves you. 
and he cares for you. So you've got to open up your heart and say, you know what, Lord, I might not understand anything, but I do understand one thing. I am empty, and I need something to take place in my own life because I could see that we are evil people without God. We mean to be good, but we can't be that good. We only take it to a certain limit. Can somebody say amen? amen? So we need that power in order to win somebody else. There's nothing like winning people to the Lord. There's nothing more beautiful than to get together with a person that you don't even know and be so kind and so gentle and speak the word of God to them and just create a conversation where you just start digging into their hearts and they start opening up and then the door opens up for them to accept the Lord. But you and I should be the kindest persons in the world, not rude, not arrogant, not proud, but a people that love people and Jesus died for those people and we should have that type of heart all the time that God loves you. And if you're sitting listening to me, God loves you more than you love yourself. And you've been chosen already and you got it at a loss. You just got to make a choice is to give yourself to the Lord. So we see here that they were, the apostles were doing supernatural things. In verse 31 it says that when they had prayed, the place was shaken and they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. There is something that takes place in the life of a man or a woman when you receive Jesus. You might have been a real gentle individual or smooth talker or just soft talker. But when Jesus comes into you, he gives you a boldness. You will roar like a lion. And, and you will be a person that was, was a gentle little place, but all of a sudden there's this boldness that begins to show off in your life and it begins to, to take over your life. There's been times in my life that I didn't have the words and all of a sudden, man, I, I sounded like a theologian. And I said, how did that happen? It's the boldness of Christ Jesus. He knows exactly how to guide his people. Why? Because he loves a person that is in sin. He loves a person that's in sin. The deeper in sin you are, the more he loves you. And the more goody two shoes you are, the more he loves you because you're harder to deal with. <laughs> so God's given us the power to accomplish what he wants us to accomplish. These were simple people, not top of the line of the people in the Bible. But it says that when they were praying, the place shook. Listen, they had a personal earthquake. An earthquake just happened right there in their area. Let me tell you, earthquakes are real and they're frightening when they happen. They will shake you up. But I remember being in South America and we had a problem over there with the terrorists. And it was February. I stood there 28 days. And they started telling me, man, that the people were scared because they were shooting people. They were torturing people. They were doing all kinds of things to people. And the pastor, I told the pastor, well, let's fast. We fasted for probably two weeks. Two weeks. And I remember being in the upper hill, and I was in the third floor of the pastor's house. He gave me a whole room. 
And I had to change my prayer life and the time because the enemy came in to fight me at 3 o'clock in the morning. So I had to be up by 1 o'clock, prayed up, because he was coming after me at 3 o'clock in the morning. And every single day I did battle with that devil. I did battle and battle and battle and battle until we defeated those forces. The last night that I was there, it shook. It shook so bad that the baby started crying, the dog started barking, and everybody in their homes, they turned on the light. And the pastor runs up and says, Pastor, what just happened? I said, we just defeated the works of the devil. God has just placed his foot in this earth. And then I said, get the paper in the morning. And he got the paper and he read it to me. All the terrorists was, were caught. They were brought in, taken to an island later on, and placed them into a deep chamber to stay there forever. So we got power. Tell your neighbor, I got power, neighbor. I ain't got cheap power. I ain't got that cheap gas. I got some power. I got some power. I got Holy Ghost power. Let me tell you something. That Holy Ghost power will make you do crazy things. You have a crazy pastor. You don't know him, but he, he was crazy. And he's even crazier now when it comes to the things of God. Why? Because God drops in a call inside of us. And when he drops that call inside of us, it is fire. It is Holy Ghost. It begins to get a hold of your mind. It begins to get a hold of your heart. It begins to change the way you are. And pretty soon you just want to tell everybody about Jesus because there's nothing more better than Jesus. Nothing can satisfy your soul. I tried drugs. I tried beer. I tried dancing. I tried everything. Nothing satisfies. The only thing that satisfies your soul it's the Holy Ghost when it shakes you up and builds you into another person. Hallelujah. I'm getting really excited. That's not even, that's my third point there, little tiny ones. In the book of Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, listen to this. And Jesus spoke unto them. These are the disciples that he chose all 12 of them, saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always unto the ends of the world. Amen. He turns around to this 12 people that were nobodies, but he had changed their life totally. He had all of them had seen what Jesus did on the earth, the miracles and, and the healings that were taking place. And now he's telling them, you got to go and do what I do. I'm giving you the power to go. I'm giving you the authority to go. Uh, and every devil will shake because they, you resemble who I am on the earth. God took simple people. A lot of people think that they have to be theologians, that they have to be this and that. Listen, simple people that had an experience with God, all of a sudden you will rise and you will say something supernatural has taken place in my life and you got to have what I got. All of a sudden you're a pusher for Jesus. Why? Because you got something that the world can never give you. In the book of Philippians chapter 3, Paul says these words, verse 10, that I may know him. 
and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made comfortable, comfortable, not comfortable, comfortable, <laughs> unto his death. The desire of the apostle Paul was, I want this power of the resurrection. That's what I want. I just don't walk over, want to walk around with just a little bit of power. I want the power that raised him from the dead. Buddha, Buddha did not raise from the dead. Mohammed didn't raise from the dead. It was only Jesus, one person on the earth that resurrected from the grave. So if he resurrected, that means that he is alive. Hallelujah. And if he's alive, he wants to make every one of us alive. He doesn't want us dead, still, stale, and full of religion. He wants to make us free and free indeed that we can walk in and say, you know what, I got a Savior real kindly, but yet really bold and shooting for the heart of man. And then he says this, and the fellowship of his sufferings, the fellowship of his suffering. We're going to suffer as Christians. Don't think that we're not going to suffer. We're going to suffer, but it's okay. We suffered out in the world. Why not suffer for something that, that is real and it's alive and it's not just for us, it's for everybody else. You can't, you can't, you can't quit the things of God. Too legit to quit. MC Hammer used to sing that song. So you can't just say, man, I can't, I can't do it. Yes, you can. All you have to do is open up your mouth and speak the word of God. Ladies, you can talk. You've been gifted with the gift of gap and fellowship. And there's nothing wrong with that because God made you that way. But what you can do with your words to bring people to Christ, it is a beautiful thing. And you men that are tough and look rough and and you give dirty looks and the, the whole thing, so what? You're a gentleman now, full of God and full of the Holy Spirit that you can bring people to the Lord. You've got to win people. Every time I see a soul, I know if it's lost, it's not going into heaven. It needs a Savior to come into them so that they can be free and make heaven their homes. Heaven is real. Hallelujah. Heaven is real, and your people, whoever died that you love, that knew the Lord, he's up there in heaven. And maybe somebody that didn't, didn't walk right, and yet you don't know if he repented at the end, he might be up there waiting for you. So we serve a God that is a, a God of justice, a God that has balance, a God that cares for you and I. You see, the early church had power to turn the world upside down. The Bible says in the book of Acts, chapter 17, verse 6, and when they had found them not, they were, drew Jason to a certain uh, brethren unto the rulers of the city, crying, this, these that have turned the world upside down are come hither. They were world changers. They turned the world upside down. That's the way they looked at it, but it was turning right side up. Because people were coming to their senses. And they had this passion inside to go and do what God told them to do. Let me tell you something. When I was born again, that's all I wanted to do. I was only, what, 18, 19, now I was 20 already. And God touched me. And he touched me in a supernatural way that all of a sudden I just wanted to do God's will. Why? Because I had an encounter. I, I knew that it was real. Nobody that 
told me that he wasn't real, they couldn't convince me because what took place inside is what changed my life. So you and I need to be ready to get your whole life changed. Hallelujah. You might be born again, but let me tell you something. There is more that God wants to give you. Don't be happy with just a little bit. There is more, more for you. But the Lord wants to use us to turn this world upside down. You say, Brother Reuben, I never heard it that way. Well, you're in the real place now. You're in the real place where people are saying the truth. So what happens to us? The next thing that happens to us is that there is power in prayer. Tell your neighbor, there's power in prayer. I didn't know the power. I just didn't know. But I hung around with people like Larry Reed. I hung around with Cal and I hang around with another, another person, uh, Pete. And when I hung around with them, they taught me how to pray. I mean, these guys were the craziest guys that ever lived on the face of the earth. And all of a sudden, they got saved. And they said, Reuben, get over here. You got to learn how to pray. You got to learn how to pray. I remember going on the mission field with Cal. And as I went in the van, the man was already praying at 5 o'clock in the morning. And I was snoring then. But I noticed that the third day, I noticed that he was getting up early every single day. And one day I decided to get up. I got up a little later, like 6 o'clock. I went over to see if I could find him. And then I heard him over there praying seeking the face of God. And I said, man, I'm going to go over there and see what he does. And he was pacing up and down and up and down. And he would tell me before, before I knew that he was doing that, he would tell me, when we get to San Francisco, somebody's going to bless us with big money because we were headed to the penitentiary to, penitentiary to do some work. And I, I couldn't understand that. But when I seen him, I said, man, I want to, I want that. I just want that because he was pacing up and down. And all of a sudden, I walked towards that place. And when I crossed a certain line and I crossed it, all of a sudden, something hit me. I get, oh, my God, shitty basata. Oh, my Lord, something hit me. And when he came this way, I started going that way. And when he went that way, I started coming this way. And we started praying. I mean, it, it started. It started. The fire started. Started, started, started. When we went to San Francisco, there was the money. They took us into San Quentin. We were able to preach to the prisoners there. But there was a Holy Ghost fire already burning in our heart. And a lot of people were getting saved. But simple individuals that wanted to do something for God. Let me tell you something. you got to be hungry for God. you got to let God just touch your life. Open up your heart and say, you know what? I want it. I just want it. I want to see what you can do with my life. And when you do that, God will take the next step and touch your life. Can somebody give me a loud amen on that? But prayer, prayer shakes the place. It shakes the place. Prayer will shake the place. The surroundings, it might not be an earthquake, but people will start running to know Jesus because there's a whole lot of shaking going on, especially shaking against sin. Shaking against sin. You see, we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, when I got drunk, I wanted to get drunk. I wanted to stagger. I wanted to get high, period. I didn't want one little social drink. I wanted to get loaded. 
And now when I get to Jesus, I'll still want to get loaded. I got a different bar now. But he is a God that will fill your life with the Holy Spirit. Listen to verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken, and they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. All of a sudden, filled. It says to capacity. Filled in the Holy Spirit. Listen to me. If you were crazy out there, why not be crazy for Jesus? Especially, listen to me, especially when you have an experience with him. There is nothing you can do about it because he wants you. Like I said from the beginning, he already brand you. He, you already belong to him. It might not be today, but it might be a few weeks from later. And all of a sudden things start happening to you. And pretty soon you wake up that you need a savior. You're not religion later for religion. You need a personal experience with Jesus. That's what makes the difference. This message was clear that power comes through prayer. Power comes through prayer. Everything that you see today and everything that is going on today, it came through prayer. When Edgy was born again, it came through prayer. When Manuel came to Jesus, not the Manuel that was here, well, him too, but Manuel Sancido came to Jesus, it was, it was the prayer. Prayer draws people to the Lord. I don't care if you're praying for your loved ones and you think that you're not going to get an answer. They're going to come. Don't worry about it. They're going to come. They're going to come and they will show up. And I, I, I can tell you this because when I got saved, my mom was a witch. I mean, she was the top of the line witch. The lady can turn anything. But when she met Jesus, all of those witch, that witchcraft just left and this lady all of a sudden got changed. She says, I don't work for the devil no more. I work for Jesus now. That was a powerful statement to me. And she told me, son, I met your Jesus, and he's real. He's real. So I don't care what you're involved in. The Lord already has you marked. Got you marked. In the book of Acts, chapter 11, verse 1, the disciples started asking this question. It says, And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he sees one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. So there has to be an example in front of you that is praying. When you love to pray, you attract people without even knowing. You plant a seed without you even knowing because you're an example of what God is all about. I don't get bored praying. Matter of fact, I wake up praying. I wake up praying. I wake up singing. I get up and rebuke the devil. I, I, I wake up. He says, oh, my, what a fanatic. Yeah, I am. I think I am a fanatic. But it wasn't just because I, 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 I didn't know all those things. It was just because he marked me and he wanted me. And I, I got to repeat that. It's because some of you, God already marked you, but you're going to have to let go of who you are and let God touch you so that you can find out for yourself. How many of you have ever taken your first shot of wine? Okay, don't raise your hands, all of you. Or how many have smoked a... A little, you know, first time. Well, 
or whatever, you know, whatever. But that turned you on, right? Why not, why not taste and see that the Lord is good? Taste and see that the Lord is good. You got to give him a try so that God can do what he needs to do in your life because you cannot forgive your own sin. You cannot forgive your mortal sin. You cannot forget, forgive that sin that Adam and, Eve, Adam and Eve committed. Only Jesus can forgive that sin because he died and arose from the dead. See, we're not talking about organizations. I'm not talking about religion. I am talking about the man, the God that wrote this book and left us this book to acknowledge everything that he has. Notice how big my Bible, you can read it from there. It's <laughs> what happens when you get older. So God, as they were asking, I want, teach us how to pray, like John the Baptist taught his disciples to pray. In other words, the example of a person praying will always make a, dif make a difference in your life especially when they're living right for God and they're praying. They were hungry to learn. Some of you are hungry for more. You're not satisfied. You want more, and I believe that God is going to give you more. It might not be today. It might be tomorrow. It might be in the days to come, but God's going to get you. There is nowhere you can hide because God's going to get you. You've been marked by God, and God's going to teach you his ways the way he wants to teach you. So prayer brings the power of the Holy Spirit. Now listen to me. The Holy Spirit is a person. All of us think that it's just something floating. No. It's a person, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's a person. It's got a mind. It's got a will, and it's got emotions. And when that person, the Holy Spirit, touches you, you're going to know that he is real because he's just not a word. He is a person, a genuine person that will change your life. And guess who is working on the earth today? It is the Holy Spirit. If you look at the earth today, the things that are happening, something weird is taking place. It's not only here in California. It's all over the world. Why? Because Jesus is about to come back. The Bible says that things were going to happen to this earth, and things are happening. It seems like the United States won't be the United States that it used to be. Something weird has taken place. But it's okay. The people of God will be more than conquerors in the middle of all the tragedy. We will be his hands. We will be his feet. We will be his mind. And we will love people no matter what happens to the U.S. or to the world because it's happening around the world. Prayer makes you into a person with supernatural abilities. Things that you could never do, you could do them now. You could do them now. I didn't think I could preach. I could do it now. I didn't think that I could win souls. I could do it now. I, I didn't think that we could pray down for buildings and buildings will be given to us. I, I didn't think I could do that. I didn't think that people could get healed. But now I'm seeing people heal. I've seen people heal over and over. But let me tell you something. It's not about Reuben Reina. It's about the person, the Holy Spirit that has conquered Reuben Reina and that is moving through people's lives. Come on, church. You, some of you are Holy Ghost people. Holy Ghost people. But here's what power does also. It makes you love people. 
Oh, it makes you love people. It makes you love those that nobody loves. Nobody loves. I used to pick up people all the time and bring them home with me. Stella says, who's this? I said, I don't know, but we need to pray for them. I would feed them, clothe them, pray for them. And then they wanted to go. I said, it's okay. Here's my number. Call me whenever. I just love you guys. And then Stella started doing the same. So we both teamed up to minister to people. Why? Because it, it, that was not a natural thing for me to do. That was not a natural thing for her to do. It was that agape love, that godly kind of love that makes you want to minister people that are unlovable or that they look crazy. That doesn't mean that we just take everybody in that looks crazy and wants to stab you. That means you use wisdom, 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 uh, wisdom to discern what's really going on. But there are really people hurting today. Why do you think we have the homes? Why do you think we have the women's homes? Because they have a place where to rest and to come there and to change their life where they can concentrate on God. So we, the church, are those arms that we build to accomplish what God wants to accomplish. Because we got some beautiful people, but we need a lot of love. Need a lot of love. I, I look at my daughters. I got five of daughters, and I love them all. They're all individuals, in the, and they're all different, and they're all weird. <laughs> but I love them all, but they're different. That's what I'm saying. They're different, but I care for them, and they're all born again now. All of them are born again, and they're beautiful ladies. And beautiful ladies that, that helped me at church. Even when their mom left, they stood up and said, we'll take care of everything. It blew me away that they took the, the accounting, they took the counseling, they took everything into their hands. And I said, how did you learn? We learned by just watching mom. Her dedication, we learned it. I said, man, alive, where was I? I was doing God's work because we made a deal, me and Stella. Listen closely. She would tell me, you do what God wants you to do, but let me be the mom so that my kids could grow up right. And they did. They did. But that was the deal. He says, when I'm done, then I'll go with you wherever you want to go. But I have a ministry at home with my piranhas. <laughs> One thing the Holy Spirit does is it breaks down barriers. It breaks down things that you think cannot be changed. It, he becomes a miracle worker through your life. The things that I thought I couldn't do for people in prayer, they were changing. And God was moving and developing people that I thought would never, never change. God changed them. Edgy's here. He's changed. Pastor Edgy, he looks real, you know, sanctified now. But, you know, he just, he just loved to do weird things. I can't even tell you. But you have a pastor now that is totally changed. Uh, yeah, totally changed. He became a lover of souls. I remember one day I, I locked him up with the home. I said, stay here with the guys. And I came back in the morning. I locked the door because he wasn't too sanctified still. And some guy runs out and says, 
Edgy stabbed me in the, in the hand. He stabbed me. And I, I said, oh, okay. I go to Edgy. Edgy, what did you do? He says, well, he's getting out of hand. He threatened me and all this. And, and I stabbed him. I said, Edgy, Edgy, Edgy. You're supposed to feed the sheep, not stab them. <laughs> but he meant well. It's like Peter when he cut off the ear. He was getting converted slowly. And now I hear him and I, 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 I smile inside, but I weep inside too because I know what the grace and the love of God can do in a person's life. We need more lovers, lovers of souls, lovers, labors, and losers. Lovers, labors, and losers. Well, you lose your life to gain God's will. You're not selfish no more. You lose your life, and you start laboring to accomplish. And there's many of you that are sitting here that God not only has brought you out, but God has placed a divine calling on your life, a divine calling. And that divine calling is the best thing you could ever have. But some of you have been born again to help the church, to be part of the body of Christ, to show the love of God to other people so that the church could always be healthy in the spirit of love because love is an amazing thing. I'm not talking about the love, the physical love. I'm talking the godly love. Because the physical love, when I saw Stella, she was a hot girl, man. I looked at her beautiful green eyes and her, she had an afro during that time. I mean, a beautiful afro. I said, do you, do you go, do you go somewhere to fix it? She said, no, I just throw water out and boop. I said, is it like a chia plant where you just, she started laughing. Beautiful lady, classy lady. Educated lady, amazing lady, amazing. And yet, what a lover of souls. She would tell me, do God's will, no matter what, I'm with you. What a nice wife to have to release you into the ministry. Not too many wives do that. I want you to be right here. Don't move. You cater to me now. You have to be a lover, a laborer, and a loser. A loser where you lose your life so that God can retrain you to become who he wants you to be. It says in verse 33, I'll conclude with this, and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ and great grace was upon them all. God gave them power to witness, to witness. I remember when they gave me the microphone, we went to Whittier Boulevard. That's when they were cruising and everything. And, and I, I was just safe. And I was hanging around with these older guys. He says, here, Reuben. And you know, in front of all these cruisers. And I knew a lot of them that were cruising by. And, and he says, testify. And they gave me a microphone. And the, man, I got nervous. And they said, say something. Come on. They said, say something. I was shaking. And then I would look at the homies passing by. I said, oh, man, I know them. And I know. And I, would, I started testifying. And then I liked it. 
I, li I liked it because it gave me a boldness to testify and to witness. And listen to me. Since I was 22 years old, all that time spending, we reached so many people throughout that today, they still say, hey, Reuben, how are you? Fine. But they were transformed by the power of God. Yeah. Why? Because we had boldness to reach them. You cannot be shy. You cannot be shy. Stella, my wife, was, she was kind, 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 kind. But she reached a lot of ladies with her kindness. She wasn't yelling or anything, just kindness. The beauty of kindness in a person's life. God can use you, ladies. Right now, we're going to need you because our world is not going to be the way it used to be. We need laborers, lovers, and losers. We need people that will say, you know what, that's it. Seven or 11 or snake eyes. We're going to do what God wants us to do. I want to challenge you, you, you men, you ladies, things are not going to be the same. You can tell already, unless a miracle of God comes, unless a miracle comes, we will not see the change. So God needs us. This is it. This is it. Everything we preached about, we thought we would never see it. Now we're seeing it right in front of our eyes. And you tell me it doesn't hurt, it hurts me. Because I think it's the beginning of sorrows. It's the beginning of tears. For people that are lost and don't know, and when that confusion steps in, it's going to be crazy. But God has the salt of the earth, the light of the world. He has his people to shine in the middle of darkness. And most of all, he's coming back for his church. But we got to take as many as we can because he's coming back. So I'm not afraid. I just want to be ready to accomplish whatever he wants me to do for him. We have the victory. Come on, give the Lord a clap up and we have a victory. Thank you, Father. Thank you for choosing us out of darkness. Thank you for loving us. Come on, keep clapping. Keep clapping. Keep clapping. Thank you, Father. We clap because we're joyful. We clap because we believe your word. We clap because you're an amazing God. You're the God of gods, the Lord of lords, the King of kings. Thank you. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for doing everything for us. Thank you for our kids. Thank you for our loved ones. Thank you for those that are going to get saved in Jesus' name. Can you say Jesus for me? I just want you to close your eyes for a minute. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for the flock of God. These are your people. I just want to thank you that you reached down and you saved us. We could have been so lost. We all say, Abba, Father, you're my daddy. And I love you with all my heart, Father. And I thank you for being so merciful and so patient. And Lord, you're patient even now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you for that grace you placed upon us. But now we ask you for those that don't know you, for those that are lost, 
I pray your divine hand, you're a sovereign God. You can do whatever you want to do. And you love people because you created us. I pray that you will touch your people, Lord, that you will open up their understanding and that they will believe in the cross and the resurrection that you resurrected from the dead and that you're sitting at the right hand of the Father and he's praying for us right now because you love us. I pray for those that are here. As you have your eyes closed, no looking around. Maybe you're here and you say, Pastor, you know, I'm a sinner. Thank God for that. But that sin is the original sin that Adam and Eve committed. And it'll always be there. But Jesus came to die and to abolish that sin, to destroy that sin, destroy the works of the, the enemy. And if you're here today, let me tell you something. Don't lose out in knowing who God is. And this is your opportunity. You're not joining a church. Forget that. You're joining God's army. And that goes way deeper. Way deeper. And if you're here and you're listening to me, just you got your eyes closed. And you know, you're really looking for something. You're looking for God. Or somebody just invited you. That invitation was God inviting you. Maybe you're here and you say, Pastor, I, I need Jesus in my heart. I want you just to lift up your head and say, What pray for me, Pastor? I need God in my heart. I'm going to wait for you. All over this place, I know God bless you, yeah. Anybody else? God bless you, yeah. God bless you. God bless you. I see the home. God bless you. Listen to me. If you were to die today, would you be in the presence of God? If you can't say that, it's time to say yes to God. You never know what tomorrow brings. It's time to be ready. If you lifted up that hand, I want you to make your way this way. I want to pray for you. Or maybe you're a backslider. Or it doesn't matter. I want you to come and just, I want to pray for you. Let God be God. Let God touch your life. He wants to forgive all of your sins. Just stand up here real quickly. Come closer. Yeah, come closer. Yes. I feel other hearts, your heart is pounding right now. It's not, it's not, it never acted that way, but your heart is pounding. And that's God talking to you and saying, come on, I want you, I love you, I care for you. Don't try to, to turn it off because it's a blessing to be called by the king. It's such a blessing to be called by the King. Such a blessing. Wait in a few more minutes. Don't want to let this opportunity go by. So important. So important. Real quickly. I'm going to have you say a prayer with me. You have to confess it with your mouth. Just confess it with your mouth. Say this prayer with me. 
I can't forgive your sins, but Jesus can forgive your sins right now. That's what's going to happen right now. That doesn't mean you're going to be perfect, but it does mean that he's going to take that sin away, cast it into the deepest ocean, and never to be remembered again. Just close your eyes. Say a prayer with me. Just close it. Say, Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. Holy Spirit, fill my life with your presence. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me and for rising from the dead and sitting at the right hand of the Father, praying for me right now. I thank you, Jesus. If you said that prayer, just close your eyes. I'm going to pray for you. Those that are next to you, I pray that somebody will just lay their hands on you. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray for my brother, my sister. I pray that you will set him free. Set them free in the name of Jesus. Let your glory right now just rest upon everybody that said this prayer in this altar call. I pray your blessing right now. I rebuke darkness. I rebuke sin. I rebuke every single thing contrary to you. I pray the light of the Holy Spirit just come. Thank you. Thank you, oh God. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. I pray that you will keep them. Keep them in the palm of your hands. Don't let none of them go. Oh, embrace them, embrace them, and love them, and love them, and teach them your ways, oh God. Teach them your ways. Let them wake up, oh God. Let them wake up that they'll have a love for you, a love for you that goes beyond us in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, oh God, yes, 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 yes. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father.